Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome into the drive on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. As you heard there, we are out here. At Jim Patterson Stadium, like Diener and Blankenbaker were this morning, because tomorrow is opening day for college baseball, really across the country. People looking forward to that, and that's become a thing uh, around here. I think it's pretty hard for, for just about anybody to remember uh, the pre-Dan McDonald era, which means Dan's probably done a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, that we, we hard, It's hard to even remember what it was like before uh, he was here, but this is one of the premier uh, programs in the country now. Uh, and they will get back to it uh, tomorrow. We're going to have uh, probably Dan and some others here sort of throughout the show. They've got practice. Uh, we learned that they do yoga after practice. Yeah, heading into weekend something. series now, which that's, a, that's like sort of taking over, like the flexibility you know, thing is yeah. sort of a helper for, uh, for long-term health. I'll tell you what, what we'll do when Elliot calls in, uh, we'll ask him uh, about, about that. the benefits of yoga. Yes, and yep, what they, what they do uh, with that. But we've got a, a full one here uh, today. I th- I think we'll we'll probably spend the majority of the time digesting last night for sure, uh, and, and I have to say it was the first time. time I don't remember the last time. Yes, I do. Ten years ago, wow, twenty thirteen was the last time I think I went to a game just like straight up with tickets set in the stands as a fan. It's really been that long. Yeah, because I've been doing post games and stuff. Oh uh, so yeah, for, I guess for that, that makes long. sense. I, just, yeah. I haven't done it. Yeah, and it's it, you know it's fun. You you learn. Very quickly, you know this already. Mm-hmm. To to not react, and yeah. it has been like good training for me to, to because I'm crazy. So <laughs> it's been good to learn. But you learn to sit in the press box. You learn to not react. You know, yeah. you, you learn yeah. to pay attention, not lose sort of focus on important things because you're excited. Last night, out the window, yeah, and it's, and it's funny. Yeah. Like, it does not go away. Like you can just stifle that as much as you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about. Uh, do you remember at the at the? Did you ever watch Sopranos? Yeah, hold at the twice, ta- at the tail end of the Sopranos when he has like that that sort of running beef with his sister, mm-hmm. and she starts doing anger management. Oh yeah, Janice. Yes, and then right at the and then he immediately just she's and she's been doing it for a while and she's totally different. And then he immediately interacts with her and she goes right back to her old yeah. self. Immediately. <laughs> like I, I was Janice last night. Yeah, just I uh, took my three kids. Uh, we all sat in one oh seven. It was the first time they've really gotten to go to like a full game because sports COVID. They're young. Yeah, yeah. you know, so they really enjoyed. It. I watch. We'll talk about my son in a second, but. It was fun to be a fan, yep. and I, I had a, a, an almost entirely positive experience. I, w- I would have given anything for them to win that game, but I had prepared them, I think reasonably. For the worst. Rationally, yes. To go in there and say, like, listen, guys, the, we're going to go. Um, you still got school tomorrow. If it gets super out of hand, I didn't want them to be if like, people started to get ugly. Yeah, you know, the, and it was and it was late, and I didn't, I just didn't want them to be around. That I was like, if it gets ugly, maybe we'll leave. Uh, but but let's, if they pull something off, it'll be amazing that we were here. Yeah, they almost did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it was a a, st- a stunning outcome that would have it was almost all the way stunning. Yeah, uh, but a, a stunning sort of outcome in the way that that game went. I tweeted this during the game last night, and I like I, it, I still can't say that I totally understand how this happened. I have seen Louisville teams that are immeasurably better than this one look lost against Virginia. Yep. And this is, this is not a national championship contender in Virginia. I don't think uh, maybe they are. Uh, you know, those teams had 
some you know Hunter and Guy and the, like the, those are different kinds of teams. Yeah, NBA. Guys. But it's a top ten team, top of the standings in the ACC or near the top of the standings in the ACC. Louisville goes toe to toe with them. Yep. How did this happen last night? Well, I think the first half it was it was defensively. You know, I I thought for a majority of that first half, let's take out the. I think the end of the first half is like if you want to point to something for why they lost, it's how they ended that first half. But for a majority of that first half, it was the most active I've ever seen them on the defensive end this year, uh, particularly with you know, just getting hands up, deflecting passes, getting in passing lanes, trying to block shots. I mean, Jalen Withers had, I think, two blocks within the first couple of minutes of, of the whole game. And honestly, I think that's starting five they rolled out last night. Those are the five guys who look the most like they give a crap and want to actually meet a standard at, at this point in the season. Lay I that out, the certain different starting five. Yeah, it, it was L. Ellis, Mike James, Kamari Lands, Jalen Withers, and J.J. Trainer. Right. And, and I trust me, I'm taking a step back and saying, okay, am I really saying that about Jalen Withers? Because I think at certain times this year, actually I think at many times this year now that I think about it, you would – Watch Jalen play and be like, man, this guy's a captain right now, and it doesn't—it doesn't seem to all be there. Like, and, and he's been a, a fascinating like case study over the past couple of years of a guy who clearly has the the talent, the physical attributes, and you saw some of that flash as a freshman. But just something has been off in, in terms of the buy-in and overall effort. But I think lately, a he's gotten—you can't deny the shooting improvement. I mean, the guy coming into this last game was shooting forty-six percent from three this year. He was nowhere close to that the past two seasons. Uh, but for Jalen, if you watch him on the defensive end and on the glass, and if he's making better efforts there, that is where you say, okay, now there's something more to work with. And I think you are seeing that out of him. That five plus working Huntley Hatfield back into the fold, as we saw Kenny do last night, plus Emmanuel Corafor, who did not play last night, which at first, yeah, at first I was thinking – okay, is this like a one of the practice lessons that he's trying to put on him? Like maybe he had a bad week in practice or wasn't showing the effort that he thought that he had been putting forth uh, since he got here, so he decided to, to bench him for that. But after the game, you know, Kenny really said that wasn't the case and just thought that Virginia was a really tough matchup for uh, a young man who's still learning the college game and has to learn it trial by fire. There's no choice. Um, but no, overall, back to the original point, their defense was a huge reason last night that they were in that game and controlling it for a majority of the first half. And I thought the offensive movement was pretty good, the ball moving around the arc. And and they got a few shots to fall that I don't know maybe would fall at at times in terms of contested jumpers. But um, it's fun to watch L.L. score when when he's on, man. And early in that first half, he he was up to 13 points pretty quickly. And he's he's a lot of fun to watch when he's on like that. Yeah, I agree with you. The first – Six, five, six minutes of the game, mm-hmm. it it felt different, and the first little inkling of it was a different starting lineup. Now I think they had a little bit of a a, um, a for, like they could afford to do that because Virginia plays the maybe the smallest lineup I've, I've seen them play. Yeah, in a they long don't impose time. with size. Right, that Vanderplus is is six seven maybe at the yeah, most, and not like a physical specimen. Maybe. Right, and so you, I think you had the opportunity to do that, but. It does seem like Kenny is beginning to do some things again late. <laughs> you know, things yeah. we wish he would have done perhaps a, a lot earlier in the year. But I agree with you. The first thing I thought when I saw those five come out in the lineup was like, ah, it's the effort five. Like those are the guys yeah, who are, that who look, look like consistently mm-hmm. they're interested in playing and playing hard. And I'll be damned if the first five, six minutes of the game, that isn't exactly what you got. Yeah, uh, and I I agree with you. I thought it was notable throughout the game, and they never let go of it. Uh, there were more active hands, anticipation, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, passes being deflections. You know, Rick Pitino used to be a stat for him. Yeah, you know, he'd tell you, uh, and he'd almost always it'd be like this weird uh, hidden. Like for him, it would be like it would be its own little category. Every on coach Ken, has that. Ken Palm, but for him, it was deflections. Yeah, and he would almost be like one to one. Like if they had enough deflections, they'd win. If they didn't, they lo- they they would lose. Mm-hmm. Last night, like they were they were anticipating passes, tipping things, getting out and running. It, but it was very funny because there were very few times where they would sort of get a turnover or something, get out and run and, and complete it. It's such a rough team in terms of transition. Oh, like yeah. they're so unused to it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you saw it with. Uh, 
Kamari played as well defensively as I think he's played all year. All of them. And and, and there was a few Most times where he gets a steal and goes in transition, and you just saw like the decision making gadgets trying to turn. It didn't often end well. Yeah. Um. So the, so that's another growth point. But but even for a guy like him to get back into the starting lineup, like I think Kamari Lands earned his way back into a starting position. He coming into last night, I think the pat over the previous five games. He'd averaged 10 points per game and was shooting 59% from the field and 56 from three. And I, you see better confidence. You see better patience out of him. Uh, look, if, if he's one who you want to pencil in for next year's roster as someone you're excited to see take another step and become a bigger contributor, particularly as a scorer, because I think he's got a lot of talent there, then I wouldn't blame you for that at all. Um, it's the defensive improvement that you really want to keep watching. And last night was a great uh, sign for him that if he's going to keep getting better as a player, then he's got to keep defending like that. Yeah. I thought it, you know, it was a extremely encouraging that the, what happened last night, and we're not going to talk like extremely encouraging. I'm not going to pretend like they won, No, but there are encouraging elements in that the last two games have been against two of the three or four best teams in the ACC. And, and Louisville has lost while looking like a peer. Yeah. And, and, and I think what we're about to do in this show is not be focused on, like, macro issues about whether Kenny ought to be the coach or yeah. not, although it'll be part of it. But, but we're not, because what we're going to do, though, instead, uh, for those times where we're not talking about uh, baseball with the starting tomorrow and since we're out here at Patterson <laughs> Stadium, but is talk about it like I thought we might do all year and like I kind of hoped we would do all year. Last night was an actual basketball game that they could have won, mm-hmm. but they lost. For basketball reasons. Yeah. And isn't that refreshing for that to possibly be the topic of a show after a game against a top 10 team in the ACC? Is we're just going to talk about who did what good, who did what bad, and what they have to do to win the next time. And I think within that, you can Finally. still have some of the conversation points that we have been having. Because I think there there were some interesting feelings to come out of that. Uh, like after the game last night, like I give Kendrick Haskins credit for bluntly asking uh, the question. And you, uh, many of you have probably seen this already because the Louisville men's basketball account, like put out the answers uh, from JJ trainer and LL. It's about like, look, why haven't you guys quit? Like at this point in the season, you know, when you're three and 23, I think a lot of people would probably just mail it in and, and we've seen it happen. And we've been worried about that happening. You know, you saw that loss to Pitt, the second loss to Pitt, And you're like, man, they, this really might be done. Like they might be checked out over. Uh, but I think something you would want to be encouraged by is Kenny, L, JJ, anybody has spoken to this. They believe that second loss to Pitt was embarrassing enough to like spark something. I don't know what it is, but a point to, to work harder, go a little harder, keep fighting. And there's not a better test of that than facing back-to-back top 15 opponents where you can get your doors blown off pretty easily if, if you choose to. And at Miami, it looked like that was going to happen when it was 10 nothing pretty early. Uh, but as much as this team could show you to alleviate, or not fully alleviate, but just like maybe simmer you down a little bit on some concerns about very real issues that we've talked about this year, I think they've, they've done that in the past two games. And you have to sustain that to quote-unquote finish strong, as, as strong as you could finish when a season has gone this poorly. Yeah. You know, I think you would agree when you when you have back to back games against two of the better teams in the league. Yep. And you, we know what it looks like when a team is overmatched physically. Sure. And Louisville has not looked overmatched physically in either of those games. And there have been times where they've just looked like, "What are you doing out here?" Oh yeah, I mean, go and back it, to Maui for goodness sakes. Right. Like, I mean, yes. just the pick games. Uh, the when Miami came to the Yum Center the first time, I mean, there, there's so many examples <laughs> that we could pull here, and there's a lot of valid criticism, obviously, to have for that. Like, how were they ever even in that position to for Louisville basketball to get their just beaten like that? It should never happen. Uh, but on the flip side of that coin, you have to be able to look at it fairly and say, okay, did some switch happen here? Did some like buy-in happen here to to? become more competitive or develop to a point where you can play teams that well, that's a fair point to consider as well. Well, and, and it's it's whatever, however you want to see it. 
is uh, you you can find what you're looking for here. And there are a lot of games that are like that. And, they, you know, if you are uh, just uh, uh, frothy at the mouth, rabid anti-Kenny, you, know, you can look at this and be like, I told you they had talent. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. what happened. You know, and yeah. you know what? You're right. You're right. They There's clearly a more talent than I think the, the total of the season has really played out and, and, and demonstrated. Oh, absolutely. And, and whoever yeah. is on the hook for that, and we can debate that into eternity, uh, you're absolutely right. And, and if you are uh, somebody who is encouraged uh, about Kenny and, and, wants to, and, and is an advocate for him, you can look at this and be like, see, if they listen and play hard, this is what it looks like. I mean, I'll repeat it again, and I mean this. I never understood what it was about what Virginia does that seemed to just completely jam all the fuses in Rick Pitino's head. But it did. His, it's very, very few times that Louisville not only beat Virginia since joining the league, yeah. but even looked like they knew exactly what they ought to be doing. And last night, they not all the time by any means, but for large stretches – Louisville did not look befuddled. They just didn't look like what are we what are we supposed to to, to do here? They 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 either made shots or they didn't, but it wasn't they weren't they weren't lost. Yeah, uh, and and they they I thought they had a plan of attack, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. But that's that's what we were supposed to get the whole year. Yeah, uh, but I think there have been two equally annoying responses to last night's game. And you maybe you can decide if you think one's more annoying than the other, but you. So I had, I had a, a man tweet at me last night. He's like, see, you basically, like, you jackasses in the media who are super negative all the time. I told you he could coach. You, you shut your mouth. Well, I mean, for, they lost. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, this is still kind of the minority in the way this year has gone. So last night does not just invalidate the rest of the season. No, right? of course but, not. But at the same time, equally annoying is anyone who's like, hey, I'll, I tweeted, you know, hey, I've seen – Way better Louisville teams look worse against Virginia than this one. And that's all I said. They still lost. I know, dude. Yeah. No one, <laughs> no one needed a reminder that they lost the game. And there is this weird fear of anyone ever bringing up just the, the mildest of information that might support the other side oh, in yeah. this whole debate. So the first time anyone just feels like, man, Almost. Like, but they lost. Like, I know. I know. Or you're like, man, they lost. But they look good, man. Stop being so freaking negative all the time. Like, man, dude, come on. You're discussing a, a bigger scale issue than sports. It's proxy, of course. Yeah, but right. no, it, it's it's the whole issue of how to, to fully digest this season after it's gotten to, you know, if you want to term it a, a point of no return or an unthinkable point for Louisville basketball. And, and that's... You always have to keep that in mind, that, that the Louisville basketball standard is one of the best programs in the history of this sport is always higher than moral victories or good sure. losses or things of that nature. And this show will not sound like they won the game last but, night. But the from a practical standpoint, all we can do, and honestly, I think Brett might have tweeted this on his way out in like a thread explaining things, like you can only really compare this team against this team. And in the mm. context of this season, and in the context of this season, from what we have seen, I'll I'll say this, put my name on it, whatever. I learned way more about this team from the past two games watching them than I have in a game that they won this year, which granted, it's not many, it's only three times. But like, you learn way more about teams watching them play against really good competition compete and honestly look like at times they could win the game than a lot of the other games on the schedule this year. The, those are the two, arguably the two best teams in this conference. If you want to go by the rankings, they are the two best teams in this conference. Um, and Virginia was a, I thought it was going to be a blowout, not because just because of the ranking and that, but like Virginia is extremely disciplined. You know, they're going to defend well, you know, they are going to use up possessions and really challenge you to stay in whatever concept you think is going to work. So it was encouraging to see them respond to that. And where they did lapse, I think, you could just point to, okay, you know what? That's an execution thing. It's like you can't get back cut. You can't give up some of the easy baskets that they gave up in this game. But you can live with that. You can live with a lapse in execution. You can't live with lapses in effort and or pride, determination, those sort of things. So you can take a loss like that and do something with it. This is what I had hoped in a losing effort 
the whole year would have looked like, and, and a lot fewer of them. But I, I had hoped that they were going – if they were going to lose games, and I thought they'd lose their, more than their fair share of games this year. Right. But I thought they would look more like this yeah, all year. Absolutely. And I think everyone, no matter where you stand on this, on him as the head coach, all of our conversations are so dramatically different if the losses looked more like this than the way a lot of them looked. Sure. And yep. so I will – when we have talked about them all year, we have so many times said, like, nothing has gotten better from beginning of the season to now. Yeah. I, I don't think we can say that now, or at least not nearly as blanketedly as we have said it previously. Which was warranted at. Absolutely. And it points. was true when it was said. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm not saying we were wrong before. I'm saying it's not true anymore. There are elements, there are parts of this team, things that they do that are better than they were at the beginning of the year. Yep. And one of the nice things, I think, about this one is it, it made the Miami game not look like an outlier and not look like just kind of a one-off. Right. It was – Here's kind of a you know a toe to toe kind of effort against one of the best teams in the league. And do it again, you know, in this one, one on the road, one at home. You know, there are like so shoots of things that are sort of emerging as like that's what you wanted to see. That's it's way later than we had hoped for. Oh, it shouldn't have taken this long. And and now Kenny's on the hook for some different things. Yeah, I mean, no, but we, we can say all this while saying like. Well, why did it take till February fifteenth to have that conversation? Yes. It should, and I'll give Kenny credit as well for taking some some ownership and responsibility of the the last possession of the game. You know, All right, let's talk about it. I don't think they approached it well. Obviously, the ball, as he termed it, stuck around the perimeter. There was a lot of time on the clock. You could have taken a quick two if you wanted to. You didn't have to get a three, and you end up getting, let's face it, a poor shot. Like, can Kamari shoot? Yes. Can he? Is he at the level of his game as a prospect where you're like, you know what, Kamari, you're taking the contested jumper, and if you miss it, we'll live with it? Uh, no, he's not quite there yet. The only guy you can even feasibly make an argument for on this team of doing that is L at this point because he can make some pretty crazy shots. But Kenny, after the game, straight up said, like, look, we work on that situation every day in practice, uh, and honestly, I could have explained this situation better to them. The ball stuck too much on the perimeter. Like, I needed to more clearly illustrate what that situation calls for. And that's accountability. That's ownership. That's a first-year head coach acknowledging, okay, you know what, we're working on this a lot, but what can I do better when we're working on it to really pound that message home and have them understand it? Uh, So that, to me, was like, yeah, it's a poor result, that possession, but what do you take from it? it? Like, how do you interpret what happened is just as important as the fact that it even happened in the first place. Um, but now the challenge, again, for, for this team, and I, I feel repetitive when I say this, but it, it's true because they have had moments where you're like, all right, it looks like something's getting better here, and then they'll have a dud, an absolute dud come out of nowhere, like the Pittsburgh game would, would come to mind with something like that. You know, Saturday's kind of a unique set up for them because the energy in the place is going to be up. And, and again, I, I'll keep beating this drum till the cows come home. I give Louisville fans credit for the ones who have come to the Yum Center this year and made crowds feel bigger than it actually is and have been involved in games. Like oh, the energy's there when a run's happening or they try to pick a team up. I, I think it's been uh, admirable and notable and shows how good this place can be when it does get back rolling again uh but saturday i mean that place is going to be really amped for a 2013 celebration uh you have another good team coming in who you're not going to be favored against whatsoever it would not be the level of the upset of the past like two games i think but it would be a nice point of like all right you know what that's a pretty good win that's sustained can we build off of two promising performances and move into the win column against a relatively good opponent. And that team beat Florida State by 40 last night. Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. So, look, it was progress. Regarding that last possession, it's not enough progress, but it was progress. Yep. The last possession, it screamed, here's a team that just has not been in this position. Oh, yeah, I don't think they were prepared for it. Not ready. one of them. Yeah. They all felt the pressure of that 
of that situation right mm-hmm. there against a good, and, and I think they wanted it, but there, you, it looked very, very jittery. And, and by yeah. the way, not face this this situation. All of them, Josh James and Nolan Smith, Danny Manning, Kenny Payne, and everybody on the court at that time, none of them have done this nearly enough uh, this year to be prepared. And that's you, and it showed. And, yep. and and that's you know when Kenny's not going to get an A for last night. He's because they didn't win, and, and I, I will say this: there are times I think you know progress under a coach isn't linear at all. I've learned that. I've done this long enough to learn. It's not just sort of you know you're just a little bit better every single day. It'd be great if it were. Yeah. Instead, there are usually these sort of quantum leaps that happen, and then you kind of just don't go back below that anymore. And he really had an opportunity last night to to notch one of those. Yeah. And there's, there would have been something special about beating Virginia because Louisville just does it so rarely, and you play them twice a year, sometimes three times a year, every year. 16 of the last 18, I think. Yeah, now, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, we can remember the wins. There's the one where Jordan Warren made 100 threes, and there was the mango shot. Like, that's <laughs> that's what it's been. Yep. But that would have been something that he would have had. Like, we all would have shared that, had that, and, and drawn on it for a long time. And it and it is for as good as the good was last night. It was a real missed opportunity to finish that thing off and, and land one of those things like you could not take away from him, which which they I think they he desperately could have used that one in particular oh, yeah. last night. No doubt. And but I, I think what what I was getting at a, a second ago is like as as much as I think that you couldn't have had two better tests to really see where you could go or where you could be after getting beat down by Pitt than two top 15 opponents in a row. Now you get a pretty charged game on Saturday where everybody's going to be up about the whole banner situation and the 2013 team being back and, and Clemson coming in. You get a shot at them. And then you, you go to Cameron Indoor after that. That's the toughest road environment you'll face all year. And I think those two things present really unique challenges to see how sustainable is this, what you just put on tape for two games. Can you really carry that over into these situations? And that that is where we can have, I think, a much more and even better informed conversation about overall growth and this this like desire to finish an awful season in the best way that you can. That, that's where we can have a legit discussion about that. I would like to read for you a series of texts. Remember I said just a minute ago that there are equally annoying people? Yeah. Uh, 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 or at least equally annoying responses. I want to say people. I don't want to overgeneralize about like all the way to the person, but responses. Mm-hmm. And, and there are the people who simply will not. They, what happens is both of them do this, usually right on top of one another. Mm-hmm. You get texts immediately. Another one of these negative things, I'm turning it off. Or... Oh, here we go again. You guys are carrying water. Like, immediately. Right on top of each other. Yeah. Just for trying to talk about what actually happened. I'm, I'll read you verbatim these texts, one after the other, all the same person. Starting yesterday. You guys are talking yourselves into 500 record next year. Again, if you get that, why don't you talk about options for other coaches? That should be the talk. And if you guys talk that up, Josh has no option but to part ways with Kenny. And since this person thinks we can run Kenny out of here and force Josh's hand. Mm-hmm. It's like the Louisville media doing for Kenny what – oh, that's the Biden guy. So I'll stop right there. The way you guys are talking, too, it's like next year's uh, and the following years are a rebuilding project. What is it? You guys don't have expectations for at least next year for the tournament or bust if you want pain? Goodness. Today. Doesn't matter about how they played. Only thing you should be looking at is 3-23. and 23. Look again, 3-23. and 23. It's UFL basketball. KP should be fired. No excuses. Next. These are all today. You guys are acting like we beat Virginia. They lost their 23rd game. Clemson will beat us by 20. KP gets no goodwill from last night's loss. Like, this dude's like, it doesn't matter what happened. The games don't matter. Yeah. Like, what happens in the games? What? Just box scores. That's it. That's I, it. I mean, I got nothing for that, to be honest. If I had the level of influence that some of you believe I had no idea have, that Rick Pitino went undefeated. Um, yeah, there's that. But also, if I had that level of influence, I would use it to make sure the peanut butter cookies that were there last night are there every time. I would make a lot time. more money. You know, I wish I had that that kind of pull, but I don't. I really don't at all. Like, I don't have any sway on opinion. There are people or... who are so afraid, and, and that is the word I intend to use, afraid of discussing 
marginal positivity, or there are people who are equally afraid of saying he probably should do a lot better job drawing up a last-second play. Well, I think that, Why can't we do either one of those? I think it all ties back to a penchant to like want to be right. Above everything else. Above everything else, yeah. Like, you, you take an early position on something, and no matter what comes at you from any direction, you just want to be right. But, like, no team wins every game 100 to nothing. How do, you, how do you even watch sports if this is how you look at the well, world? Well, I mean, if, if that's how you look at it, then, like, what's the point of watching it all? <laughs> you know, that's like, if that's what it is at this point, then just, like, it's our job to <laughs> watch, interpret, and try to parse some things out of this. So, so I mean, that's what we're going to do. And trust me, if they would have gotten beat 85 to 45 last night, we would be here absolutely saying, wow, what on earth? Like this, how did Virginia score eighty five? Yeah, think, exactly. You know, right. <laughs> uh, the ball wasn't deflated. I hate that. them. I hate them so much. Yep, it's. You know what really makes me upset about last night hmm. is I, I Kenny did not give me the opportunity to call and completely, just completely dog Carolyn Darney for Louisville winning that game last night. I wanted uh, that. Yeah. I wanted that. The, the Virginia folks are are unique in their sense of superiority mm-hmm. you you insult the form of basketball that they choose to play which is the worst uh, and they they tell you, you don't know anything about basketball and have bad taste and all i want is to just tell people to go to hell a little and i almost had it last night that's what i feel like was the biggest missed opportunity me and they will find a way to mention the lawn on the campus of the university oh, of virginia commerce major we know yeah that's what they're gonna do as a native virginian i will tell you they love that lawn a lot, talk about it a lot. So I'm not, I'm not a big UVA person. What Same. was up with this whole deflate thing last night? Let's talk about that on the other side. Like here. what? In, like yeah, Let's do that. there's a tease because I, I do not understand. We'll talk where about this game. We from. had our own weird deflate gate on the other side here on the drive in Thunderville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever out here at Jim Patterson Stadium. The guys are practicing right now, uh, and we will uh, talk with uh, coaches and players here as Louisville baseball going to kick off, tip off, pitch off, first pitch, <laughs> opening day, first whatever. Pitch, you know, yeah. right? That's, that's None of those, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, now, the opening game Friday at 3 o'clock will be on 970. Our partner's on 970. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, 1 o'clock, will be on 93.9. And then Sunday will be on back on 970. So you got 970 on f- tomorrow, so we'll still be on. Saturday, 93.9 and 970. And then Sunday, back on 970. Come out, though. It's free admission for all three of those games uh, to get started. And it's supposed to be downright beautiful uh, in terms of uh, weather yeah. and, and temperature and stuff. Get out. There's nothing better than just like, sitting on baseball, drinking beer. It's great. It is. It, it is. It's. Uh, it's wonderful. All right, you mentioned uh, after the game, there was uh, Mike Barber, who we had on the show yesterday. Richmond uh, Times Dispatch. Let's go. He is great. Love, Love Mike Barber. So he asked. He said that basically, like the Virginia players had mentioned, Kia Clark in particular, that they thought the air was coming out of the basketball, and yeah. that it was somewhat deflated by the end of the game. Uh, and Tony Bennett said basically, he told me about it, but I don't. I don't know. 
Well, he handed him the ball at the end right. of the game. Like, Kie went over to him and handed him the ball and said, look, coach, it's deflated. I didn't the, – the only thing I guess I was confused about is I didn't know, like, what the significance of that was supposed to be. No, I don't know either. Really. And, and the, the reason that I say that is, first of all, Kie Clark had a great second half. Yeah, he played very well. He played really well. He cooked poor LLs off the dribble a handful of times mm-hmm. uh, down the stretch in that game and proved you know, he's, he's really good. I cannot wait for him to be done with college basketball. I mean, he's been torturous. Oh, dude, I had a I had a he's still playing moment with him. Oh, no question. I was like, whoa, what year is he in now? Yeah. There's always a couple guys in, in college basketball, and it's in the NBA, too, where it's like, he's still in the league? Like, you know, I definitely had that moment with Kia Clark. But my whole problem with this, well, first of all, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because it was not a huge factor. But, like, that's as big of a problem for Louisville as it is Virginia. <laughs> you know, like, nobody wants to play with a ball that is slightly deflated. Um, but being the investigative reporter that I am, I personally tested every basketball at the Yum Center last night at, for optimal PSI because I'm okay. an expert in that field. I want to hear more about this. And and I, I can tell you that they were fine, but I can also tell you that everything I just said was a complete lie. Okay. Um, but it would have been <laughs> hilarious. I was thinking about I doing, believed you. That's what I, you know it. Did you? <laughs> I, I think it would have been great if I would have just done a stand-up for, for WHAS last night where it was like, this ball this is ball. supposed to be at this PSI. Okay, so here's the thing. But our investigation shows it is this amount of decimal points off. It, here's the funny. We had a text where it was like, this was a built-in excuse for Virginia in case they lost. Yeah. Like he was laying the groundwork. And that is kind of funny because the infamous, well-known deflate gate with yep. Brady yep. – that story makes sense because it's a quarterback deflating the ball that only he uses to throw right. to a level where, that he's he gets an advantage by doing it. And yep. Brady is innocent, by the way, and you shut your mouth. <laughs> he was framed. He was. That's yep. real. He really was, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that like you want it's a basketball game where you use one ball. Both teams use it. The only way this would make sense to me if this game finished like 37-36, you're like, yeah. what the hell was that? No, I mean, that's just a Virginia game. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right, Virginia was like, right, amen, buddy. What are you complaining about? <laughs> they, if Virgi- uh, listen, if Tony Bennett had his way, he'd take all the air out of the ball. <laughs> Thank God it's not It that would just way. be a fundamentals challenge. Yeah. It'd be like the, the skills challenge, right? Yeah. You just get points for quality of your screening or something. <laughs> but it's such a bizarre thing to bring up, and I've never – it really – I don't know what I, – I, I do not understand. Like the ball just said maybe a slow leak. It, it, what's happening? I don't know. I mean, we, we, have, we have Carol Lawson saying we used a men's ball for a game, and no, the ACC's like, I don't – What I are you talking about? What do you mean? Like we, no, <laughs> they didn't. What's going on here? It's weird. Now we're like, oh, the air's coming out of the ball. Well, and then LLs was asked about I was like, wasn't deflated for me. That's <laughs> yeah, the, that one of funny. the best quotes of the year. It was really funny. Uh, and trust me, if there was a leak of something, we – of the media who cover Louisville basketball, we're prepared for it because literally there was a leak last year of the roof. Oh, I remember Where they that. had to delay a game. I I was live on television while it happened, and I just I remember telling uh, Doug Prophet was the anchor. I was like, Doug, I don't got this scripted. We're just gonna roll with this. And I'm gonna tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing guys with towels at this one spot, and everybody looks very concerned about it. So we're going with it. And I'll never forget that. Nothing will ever top that in terms of weird moments before games for me. I'm like, oh, they really might not play this game because there's a leak in the roof. I mean, IU had a piece of the ceiling fall off. Yeah, that, that would have killed this somebody. Year. Yep. Uh, no, a couple of years ago it happened too. Oh, did it? it oh, would, I didn't it know. It okay. would have injured somebody had it fallen on somebody yeah. in the stands. But yeah. Like, what's going on? We're shooting know, balloons man. down like left and right. AI's taking over. Yeah, I, listen, I got, I've, had, I've been having fun with AI. I know you have. I've been having a lot of fun with that chat GPT thing. Yep. The, the, we got the weird the lady who talked to it for like two hours, and by the end, it was like yearning for sentience. That's what the texters should do for the rest of the show. If you have a question you would like to ask the AI, we will put it in there and get you the answer. That's a good idea. Ask me your basketball question. I will ask the and AI. And we will ask the AI program what they <laughs> think. By the end, we will decide. By the end of today, we'll decide what would Louisville's record be if it was coached by the AI bot. <laughs> okay? Would they be just straight up 0-27 or whatever? <laughs> or would or would they actually be better? All right, we'll have some fun with it. You yeah, ask me your basketball AI questions, I got it. All we'll right? We'll put it in there and let them answer it.
And Mark honestly is educating me on this today because I I have not read a ton about. I don't, whole thing. but I don't understand the the deflated ball thing because uh, as uh, uh, one friend Shelley says, like she, Kenny says, yeah, it looked deflated. Like I saw him squeezing it flat, and then Elsa wasn't flat for me. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I don't know, man. What the hell is happening? It's all rather strange. Like, but the whole point is, it didn't matter. Like, it didn't have any impact on what was going on. Uh, it was just weird because it wasn't like Clark was having a bad game. Well, yeah, I was just caught off guard by it in, like, post-game. Like, we're at answering questions, and, like, you know, Mike was one of the guys. And, and he, you know, credit to Mike, that wasn't the first thing he was asking about. It was like a – as a reporter, sometimes there, you have a question that you're kind of, like, holding on to, and, like, you want to cover all the important stuff first. And then if you have time to ask, like, something strenuous about something that people might be – uh, something curious about, sort of like you in. get that in there, and that's exactly what like uh, Mike and I think there was another gentleman from the Virginia beat there who I'm not sure who he was, but you know they asked about it at the end of it, and it was the same thing with L. I think Blankenbaker was the one who asked yeah. L and uh, JJ about it. So yeah, it wasn't like a there's no scandal here or anything that really impacted the game at all. It was just it was a bit strange to be talking about it afterwards. I didn't know it was a thing until they asked about it. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety-three nine for the UPS job sex line. You can hit us up that way uh, as well. Uh, let's uh, kick things off here with uh, with Paul. Paul, welcome into the driving at the middle. What's up? Paul, welcome into the driving at the Hey, I just want to, you were reading off those text messages uh, that that, that yeah. guy was sending you, and uh, anytime I hear people that are just like, you know, we need to get rid of them. We're done. Uh, it's just not working. I, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, do we want to be known as that school? That if you aren't doing exactly what we think you should that fans are going to call for your head. And if we become that school, and I'm, I'm not saying not be passionate and, and care about what's happening with our sports team. But if we become that school where if you are one iota out of line from what we as a fan base think you should be, that, you know, you're going to get fired, we're not going to get anybody worth a salt in here to coach the team. We're we're always going to be certain. I'm here that's worth anything. And that's, that's where I see the, the, you know, the clip that we can go over if, if we let, let, you know, let him go after one year and doesn't give him a, a, a full chance. Because you really can't one year. Now, granted, this has been the worst year of UofL basketball ever. Ever, yeah. But one year doesn't make a coach. Paul, I appreciate all the call there, buddy. What Paul is describing, thank you, is – Auburn. Oh, That's yeah. what Paul is yeah. talking about. That toxicity. Where, yes. Yeah. And Auburn has a reputation that I do. I think we would all not want. That oh, we would all, all want to actively resist. And if you want to know how you end up with being being a a punchline, it's be like Auburn. Yeah. And, and no one else was hiring Hugh Freeze. Not at all. Nope. But they. In co- like the coaching search this past year, there were probably people they could have gotten that were that are as established. It's Auburn. It's a great job. Well, yeah, that's one except of the best for you have to go be at Auburn. Correct. Yeah, and, and and it is a problem. And I would I agree that I would not want Louisville to have this reputation of being a kind of an insane place. And I am what has struck me about the whole, this whole first year with Kenny is not the reaction. Uh, the, the, like the the general tone of the react, well, the the reaction to them losing and losing the way that they have. I I was prepared for people to be annoyed right away, but it it's the intensity of it. Yeah. It, it and I, I that part has surprised me a little bit. It's almost like there's been no uh, willingness to sort of ride out anything. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe it was losing to Linmar Ryan or whatever. Like, just but people went. It felt like people went zero to one hundred right away. I think what what lends itself to that, and again, I, I'm not the best person to to make this point because I haven't been here for all of it. But I think it, it's a built up 
or pent-up frustration over this entire period of dysfunction and change and the NCAA situation. And uh, I can't necessarily blame people for, for that taking, like, an emotional toll or a toll on the lengths to which you are willing to be patient because I don't want to speak for fans here, and they can feel free to chime in and tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you've been told to – to stay patient and to keep waiting for this thing to get right for a pretty long period of time at this point. And that feels relevant to talk about when we have a 2013 celebration coming on Saturday, and 2013 feels like an eternity ago with everything that has happened at not just the basketball program, but this university in its entirety. So I think there is a, a camp of folks who – if there is a, a some sort of legitimate reason to feel that way or to process all of this that way, that might be where it's coming from. Also, I give free therapy sessions every <laughs> week. Um, you can hit me up, and we'll do like an hour. We'll talk it all out. I'll tell you about my problems, too. I got plenty of them. Um, but that's that's how I would interpret it from the outside looking in because – while I don't think people view Louisville as like Auburn in terms of toxicity, I think there are people on the outside who, yeah. who watch college athletics. I even saw someone say uh, something yesterday. I can't remember what it was about. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be perfect for Louisville. And actually, I think it was in reference to, you know, Chris Beard and, and that whole Ugh, thing about not doing that. trying. Yeah, exactly. We're not doing that. But somebody not affiliated at all said, oh, that seems like something Louisville would do. Like so, there is like a little inkling of that. I think maybe with some people of seeing what has happened here over the past decade or so, and thinking that that is some like a trait of all of this. Uh, but it's not nearly to. I mean, Auburn has become like like you said a punchline for for how it's treated football coaches over the recent time period. So that's where I think some of this could come from in terms of a lack of patience or acceptance to to build something here with the program. 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-939 for the UPS jobs uh, text line. At the same time, though, I don't want the, – the, the fear of a reputation is not an excuse to just – to make people shut up. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely you know, not. Yeah. It, you want people to be engaged. There was into, a, I mean, there was a man last night who was tweeting at me last night just basically be like, see, I told you, you, you coward hiding behind a microphone. Uh, he knows what he's doing despite what you people think. And I was like, man, they're 3-23 and 23 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, they lost. Like, you know they lost, right? Yeah. Exactly. Again, yeah. You know, at the same time, like, I don't, I don't want anyone to shut up. I just want you to think about what you're demanding. Nobody ever wants apathy. Nobody wants that. Agree. Dangerous place to be. The most dangerous place to be, especially in a place like this that is so proud of the traditions and the success that it's had. Like, you never want that. But there is a level of like, all right, let's all take a step back and of like, we we love to talk about this. Obviously, you and I do it, and we love doing it. We wouldn't do anything else. But we want to try and do it reasonably and rationally. Yeah. And this is yeah. not a battle that we are going to win on sports radio a majority of the time. I get it. We're still going to try to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the business of telling you how to feel. That's, I'm never going to do that. But I am going to give yeah, you some. Yeah, I would some, be the worst therapist ever. Yeah, exactly. But I am in the business of, like, all right, let's, let's consider this, this, and this, and then tell me how you feel after that. Then we'll see where you go with it. Because I, I do the same with myself interpreted a lot of this stuff. I try to. Uh, and if, if you can't at least arrive at a some sort of concession or point of like, hey, you know what, that's two pretty good teams, and they actually looked a lot better than they've looked for a majority of the year. Like, that's not even that's not even a take. That's yeah. not even like a strong opinion yeah. of anything. That's just like, oh, yeah, I watched the game, and that's how it looked. You know? Like, I'd feel differently if Virginia was coming out and – turning the ball over left and right and just look completely discombobulated by things. But, and I didn't think that that's how last night went. I did no. not think that last night. Second half, they turned the ball over a little bit more than they usually do. Like, But it wasn't like a, wow, who is this team? But I, I didn't think last night was about Virginia goofing off. No, I didn't really get that vibe from it. Not yeah. at all. I didn't think it was at all. I, I thought Louisville – and Tony All, Bennett wasn't having it either afterwards. No, I, Louisville almost won the game. Yeah. Like, Louisville did – if they had won last night, 
Louisville would have won that game. Well, I think they would have earned it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Especially with how, again, how they were defending for a majority of the game. And, and again, on the flip side of it, I think some of the lapses they had with a few back cuts and such are ultimately what cost them the game. But if they would have won, it would have been because they were defending better than they have all season. And that's something you can work with, build off of. Something that I, you know, giving Kenny some credit here, he's talked about that pretty openly about being a defensive team and winning on defense, especially in a year where I think there was more talent than some people would like to admit. But it's not the most talented Louisville team. You're not going to go out there and drop a crazy amount of points every single game. So you got to defend. Especially against Virginia. Yeah, you got to defend. Miami defensively was not pretty against them. But Miami, this is another thing about these two games. We're talking about two teams that do things in a completely different way. Miami has legit scoring options. And plays a, a very free-flowing... All over the floor. All the time, yes. Virginia is like the opposite end of the spectrum from that. Particularly this Virginia team, who has some good players, but I don't view anybody on this Virginia team and say, oh, that guy's like NBA lottery pick, first round. Or I don't, I don't look at Virginia from what I saw last night and say, that guy, I'm, he's going to be dropping 20 in the NBA consistently, either just as like a, a scoring spark off the bench or it becomes like a, a good rotational piece, whatever. And that's no disrespect to them. That's just how I view it. Um, so I, that's where you have to take some encouragement. It's like you're, you held your own in two, against two good teams that play two completely different styles back-to-back. You can do something with that, but the challenge is actually doing something with it. We can all give the credit and all that today, and it's, it's warranted. No questions asked. But if you come out against Clemson on Saturday when the place is charged up and amped and you're down 20-6 to six after a few early timeouts, then everybody's going to sit here and be like, bro, what? What happened here? That's what can't happen. All right, we are out here at Jim Patterson Stadium. Baseball starting tomorrow. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll sprinkle some in here, but we'll continue to let you guys react uh, primarily to last night in Louisville and Virginia here. Chris, hang with us here. We'll get right back to you on the other side. On the drive on the Thunderville. Be right back.